Welcome back to episode 152 of the Draft FC podcast. Welcome back to the Draft FC podcast, podcast and website dedicated to all things official Draft FPL. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for another Game Week preview, going over waiver options, hidden gems and general Premier League chat ahead of Game Week 18. At the time of recording this on Monday evening, I have no idea what's going on with Game Week 17 yet, which technically remains open. We're still waiting for confirmation on the outcome of the abandoned game between Luton and Bournemouth before things are fully settled there and it seems several options remain on the table so we'll have to wait and see. Most of the other results went reasonably as expected in game week 17 except for Palace clawing back a point away at Manchester City to leave City now with just one win from their last six Premier League games. I'm going to say at the top of the show this week because I normally leave it right to the dregs at the end that for those of you who haven't yet signed up to draftfc.co.uk to check out what we have on offer there to support your official FPL draft teams, then you can do with a one-month free trial if you use the code DRAFTFCPOD. All one word, DRAFTFCPOD. If you use that at checkout, then you'll get one month free and no obligation to stay signed up if it's not your cup of tea. Now, I'm recording this episode on Monday the 18th of December so any team news, injury developments or press conference info are up to date as of then and of course subject to change. Some of the players I'll be discussing in this episode include Jamal Lascelles, Mohamed Kudus, Kai Havertz, Carlos Vinicius, plus many, many more. So let's get straight into it. So let's kick things off with Waiver Watch. The main players that were coming in to your draft teams last weekend were Senesi, Richarlison, Tavernier, Diego Carlos, Adebayo and Byrne. Interestingly, Petrovic, uh, Chelsea goalkeeper, was the most free-agented player in ahead of Game Week 17. The players making way were Rhys James, Kelleher, Maguire, Garnacho, McTominay and Shaw. So a pretty mass exodus there for the United players. Now looking at the fixtures, the biggest thing obviously for this week is a blank game week for City and Brentford. City take on the Urawa Reds from the J-League on Tuesday in the Club World Cup semi-final in Saudi Arabia. That game as yet hasn't been rescheduled later in the season. From here we are into the festive fixture congestion though whether we see as much rotation as in previous years not so sure as it then rolls into the FA Cup third round before every team then gets a two-week winter break. Now they're staggered so some will get this two weeks immediately after that FA Cup game whereas others will play their Premier League fixture as usual the following weekend with a two-week gap after that. It doesn't mean any blank game weeks instead it just means that game week 21 essentially runs over two weekends so it starts on the 13th of Jan and runs all the way through to Monday the 22nd. So lots of teams will be looking forward to that little break to get their squad up and running again so they can hit the ground running for the remainder of the season. This week, I obviously like to look at Villa at home to Sheffield United. Also like Fulham at home to Burnley and they, they then follow that up with an away trip to Bournemouth. Elsewhere, I think a lot of the matches are quite tricky to call. Newcastle away at Luton isn't a gimme. I fancy Everton to go to Spurs and cause an upset there. Wolves against Chelsea. Yeah, lots of other tight games that I'm sort of finding difficult to call 
on paper this week. Now expecting quite a few tight results. Into the main picks, and they're going to start with Chelsea goalkeeper Petrovic. Probably one I should have mentioned last week, but Sanchez's injury went a bit under the radar for me. Ownership is up to 20% in 10-team leagues, which will climb again this week. I don't know much about his goalkeeping ability, but the fixtures speak for themselves. In defence, and highlight Jamal Sells for Newcastle. His ownership in 10-team leagues, currently just 18%. And I'll be honest, I've always had my doubts about Lascelles' ability to be a top-class centre-back, but he's been excellent over the last couple of months with Botman out. Now, I swapped Botman for Byrne this week, which was nice. Byrne obviously scored with clean sheet, though annoying to then see Botman appear on the bench this week, meaning he's not far from a return. Now, Lascelles' ownership actually dipped slightly this week, possibly due to the fatigue and poor form that had crept in at Newcastle, but with Shah going off with a, with a hammy in their win against Fulham, it should pave the way for Lascelles to continue his run in the side. Now, away to Luton should be a good game on paper, but I do worry about the expected narrative here. It could go either way. Luton could be bang up for it and pull off a memorable result, or heads could be elsewhere and Newcastle then just play out a regulation win, and you wouldn't blame Luton for that either way. To West Ham, and a very good result for them, Louis Paqueta, his ownership is just 18 19% in 18 knees. Another player whose ownership crept down this week, and you can see why, Two goals and one assist from a third of the season so far. Doesn't build much enthusiasm, but then a hat-trick of assists against Wolves, who were very poor in that game, puts him right back on the menu. The main player I'm going to highlight again, it's not for the first and won't be the last time this season, is Mohamed Kudus. His ownership 31% in eight-team leagues, which is far, far too low. It does rise to 80% in 10-team leagues. Even that's too low for him. I said before we'd ever saw him play in a West Ham shirt, this bloke is too good for them. He's Champions League quality. And we're starting to see him adjust and show what he's about. I don't see any reason why he doesn't play out the rest of the season, starting off that right-hand side. Bowen seems to be doing an absolutely fine job playing more centrally in the absence of, of a recognised striker. And it's really not a surprise to see that the three players on that pitch with the most quality, Jared Bowen, Mohamed Kudus and Luis Paqueta, all starting to link up now and really get that attack going. And if West Ham can really put it all together, there really is a very competitive first eleven there, which, which really should be pushing for European spots again. Now, the team they beat Wolves, I'm going to highlight Pedro Neto. Comments before the West Ham game suggested he could be ready for game week 18, and yet we've continued to see his ownership decline. In 10 team leagues, his ownership peaked at 96% and is now down at 72%, with far lower ownership in smaller leagues. Just have a look at his goal involvement record up to his injury. And if he's in your waiver pole, he is a must bring in. Now, I've resisted long enough talking about Kai Havertz, but he scored again. He's currently sat in the waiver pile of my 11-team league and won't be for much longer, I'm sure. Started the last three league games now and he's scored two goals. He's also got three in the last five, if you look slightly further back. I'm still not convinced about him in real life, but for fantasy, he's starting to score goals for a team that can score very heavily on their day. And I think his value is it's definitely moved beyond the waiver pile now, and it's pushing a fifth, maybe even a fourth, a fourth midfielder spot. The other ones to mention, and I won't labour the point again because it may have been two pods in a row now, but I have. But those Fulham attackers are very much available, and a home game against Burnley is one of the fixtures to target week to week. And yeah, just take the one that you fancy the most. Into hidden gems and going to mention another goalkeeper, which is Odysseus for Forest. 
After that display against Spurs, I'm pretty certain we'll see Odysseus come back into the starting eleven. And if you happen to be in a position where you're streaming a goalkeeper, their fixture this week at home to Bournemouth isn't the worst one on paper either. In 18 leagues, you can find a number of the of the Fulham defenders if you fancy them for their fixtures. Robinson, ownership not even 9% in 18 leagues, plus a couple of the others below him. Just an option there. For Spurs, Emerson Royale comes into the picture now. Udogi is, is suspended, and so Spurs will have to move some pieces around in their back four. I would expect Davis to uh, to remain at centre-back, so I think the rest of the back four remains exactly the same, and I think Emerson Royale will come over and slot in at left-back, because we've seen that a few times already this season. I think he played there in the games that uh, Udogi was out following his red card, and although my feeling is that Everton could go to Spurs and get a result, I fancy them to get on the score sheet, but say if you're looking at that fixture and thinking otherwise and expect that to be a fairly comfortable win for Spurs, I'll also throw in obviously the Basuma's out with the suspension so it will be another pretty makeshift midfield to uh, to protect that makeshift back four then Emerson Royal should be comfortable way into that back four other hidden gems these are for eight team league percentages Adingra remains low just under eight percent ownership Anthony Alanga's ownership remains low just under six percent for Forrest though I wasn't particularly impressed with with his performance against Spurs lots of pace but just not really able to find that cutting edge in in the final third the main striker option this week in the hidden gem territory is Carlos Vinicius for Fulham his ownership just four percent in 18 leagues obviously Raul Jimenez now suspended until the new year having picked up a straight red for a bit of a bizarre flying challenge which means say he's now banned for three games it should pave the way for Vinicius to step in with a couple of very nice fixtures you know Burnley at home then Bournemouth away I'm familiar with watching Vinicius from his brief stint at Spurs and it doesn't shock me to see that he's playing second fiddle to Jimenez even when neither of them were scoring. There's a little concern they maybe even field an 11 without a recognised striker given the form of their midfielders and wingers lately but I still think Vinicius is worth picking up if you've got a streaming striker spot for the coming fixtures. Now the most hidden gem pick is becoming the go-to part of the pod lately. We had McAtee with his goal two weeks ago. I then called Michael Keane with his expected narrative to uh, start and score against his old club Burnley, which he did. And I'm, and I regret to say that my league rival, who's right behind me in the table, um, decided to heed that advice and pick him up last week for for a lovely 14 pointer. But yeah, the crowd are now up for it. I'm steaming in for my hat trick ball, and we've got to pull out another most hidden gem pick to uh, get an attacking return this week. So. I've got a few options I've pulled out. We have got Anana for Everton. I was just thinking about the general lack of general lack of height and physical presence that Spurs have, particularly from set pieces, which Everton I'm almost certain will having it be having it drilled into them as we speak, that they need to take advantage of that. Belgard for Wolves, he, he stands out, he's quite a flashy player when he gets on the ball and at home to Chelsea, depending on which flank he kind of lines up on, he could get some joy there. Adam Lalana for Brighton could is, is also down in most in gem territory, but despite my team name being Lalana Land for pretty much the last four or five years now, it's not really an inspiring pick. Now this may seem a little knee jerky, but I'm gonna give him the credit that I gave him probably eighteen months ago before last season when I was highlighting him being signed for Brentford from the Championship, 
gave him a whole whole little segment on the one of the preseason pods, and then he barely played a minute of football. But obviously needs must at the moment with Tony still not back and Bumo injured. Mope hardly ever really convincing. And that's Lewis Potter for Brentford. Got it got a nice goal as the ball broke down in a game that really got away from them mainly after that that sending off for Ben Mee, which I thought was harsh. I also thought the Kamara red card was harsh later on. But still, I think hopefully you can take some confidence from that. Now, this weekend, unfortunately, is a blank. So I got quite excited at the initial prospect of that, thinking that was a banker. So I might keep that one in the back pocket. Brentford, Brentford have Wolves at home on the 27th. So I'm marking that card ahead. It's probably my most hidden gem pick next week. So for this week, I am going to go with Belgard for Wolves. Just one goal and one assist so far. But say he's passing the eye test and I think there could be some weaknesses in that Chelsea backline that he could exploit. Only need an assist. I'll take an assist as a success as long as it's a goal involvement and he gets five, six, seven points. We will take that from uh, from dredging the real depths of the barrel of 16 team leagues, low ownership. So yeah, the most in gem pick this week is Belgarde. The main player to highlight on the get rid list this week is Brian Bumo. News came out just before the game week deadline that he would be missing for around three months, which completely changes the equation on whether he's worth holding or not. Possibly a blessing in disguise as it forces your hand now heading into Christmas and the International Cup period to move him out and use that spot to either get someone else you've got your eye on or just use it as a streaming position week to week. I personally have him in my 11 team league I've got the news too late to be able to free agent him out ahead of game week 17 so he'll be on my wavered out list this week and there is definitely a part of me particularly as I've also got Jackson and Salah who will be heading off to international duty in a few weeks so the fact that I now don't have to park Mboomer on the bench is is definitely a blessing and I'll have to try and grab one of the guys that I've mentioned earlier in this podcast Havertz will definitely be on the list, but very, very much hoping that someone else just takes him so I don't have to bear him. So that's it for this week. A reminder that the waivers are again at a slightly unusual time of half past six on Wednesday the 20th as we have a Thursday night game shoved in between Palace and Brighton ahead of what would or should otherwise have been a normal weekend round of fixtures. Those fixtures will run, say, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday being Christmas Eve, just the one game on Sunday between Wolves and Chelsea. So hopefully, providing I'm not too busy, that will, probably that will be the day that I should try and get the Game Week 19 preview out to you so that when you all open your brand new shiny iPhones or whatever you're getting on Christmas Day, you can head download the Spotify app or your podcasting app, head straight to Draft FC and have it ready to test out and play with and play the latest episode on Christmas morning. Because as is usually the case, is the case every year in, in Draft FPL, the waivers will be processed mid-morning on Christmas Day itself. So for those of you that haven't yet, make sure you're subscribed or following on whichever podcast platform you're listening to. Check out draftfc.co.uk and use the code draftfcpod if you're a new member and want to check it out for free. Give us a follow on Twitter or X at draft underscore FC and use that to message us if there's anything you need, whether it's just advice on your team, 
help navigating the website, anything to do with the Premier League draft, whatever you want, that's the easiest way to get hold of us. So best of luck ahead of game week 18, very, very nearly at the halfway mark now. So hopefully you're starting to position yourself well in your leagues. I'm, I'm sure you are if you're a regular listener of the pod. But if not, and you haven't signed up at Draft FC yet, then even more reason to do so and pull your finger out. But until next time, stay sure.